it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. To Cougar Sports with Ben Crennel, and it's time for Crutin' the Cougars, an inside look at the latest news on the recruiting trail surrounding Cougar athletics. Welcome back, Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Crittle, broadcasting live from Modern Missionary here in Draper, Utah. Stop by, say hello to this store today. We're offering 25% off all suits and 10% off everything in the store. 219 East, 123 South. That's 219 East, 123 South. Uh, south uh, Suite I-2, I-2 here in Draper. G-Man by my side, Gavin Lee of the Social, Ronald Weaver the Third behind the glass. It is time for Recruit in the Cougar segment, and it's going to be brought to you by Timpanogos Hiking Company. Timpanogos Hiking Company is the place where you go to get some great apparel uh, for all of your hiking needs. If you have not gone down to Timpanogos Hiking yet, uh, their, their brick and mortar, it's a fantastic location, 252 North University Avenue in the heart of Provo, 252 North University Avenue in Provo. They have quality apparel like shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies, and uh, definitely great footwear for all your hiking needs. They love to get out in the uh, in the uh, in into nature, and I think all of Cougar Nation loves it as well. Living along the Wasatch Front, get some fresh air and escape the noise. Head on over to Timpanogos Hiking, TimpanogosHiking.com. Let's get out to the hotline, the uh, the Grub and Pub Hotline, and welcome in. College football recruiting analyst and expert from twenty four seven sports. We got Greg Biggins on the line. Greg, how the heck are you, man? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, man. Tell us uh you know how your your first two weeks of college football have gone for you. Give us a brief synopsis. How do you feel yeah. about the first two weeks? I feel good. No, I mean I, I think it looks like there could be, you know, some parody. I think some uh some teams were, were a little more impressive than I expected. Obviously, I don't know if anybody expected Colorado. I think they're getting um, maybe a little too much buzz after just that, that one game. I'm not sure how great TCU is, but I guess it's kind of fun to talk about. You know, a, 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 do I call them a West Coast team? I'm not sure. Kind of more of a Midlands team. But, um, you know, that's been fun. I didn't expect to see Clemson uh, kind of take such a dump. And then watching Oregon State with, you know, with DJ Uyung and Lele, the former Clemson quarterback and a guy who I covered a lot in high school, actually middle school even. So it was kind of fun to see DJ out there. And, and uh, and performing so well, so yeah, those are just a few of the things that uh, that, that I was kind of keeping track on. And so, you know, I'm, I love college football, so I'm excited to hear. You're very aware of uh, recruits and rosters and and the talent level or the upside talent potential, right? So, like, how would you describe the Colorado roster right now from a talent perspective? Like, how good is it? Because that may kind of give us a little bit of. Uh, uh, of insight and uh, maybe keep us a little bit grounded after such a win over TCU. 
I mean, obviously, if you watch that game, offensively, they got, they got some dudes. And, and Travis Hunter, for me, is, is one of the best players I've ever covered in high school. Um, obviously, he was our, our number one rated recruit and, you know, two-way guy. I mean, what he did against TCU was the same exact thing he did to high school kids. It was, you know, receiver, corner, safety. I've watched him a ton, um, whether it be a Polynesian Bowl, whether it be a 7-on-7 tournament. And I, I love the kid because I've never seen him take a playoff. He plays so hard. Off the field, phenomenal kid. He'll he'll sign every autograph. He'll take every little picture with the kid. Um, so I, I think him, and then Shadir Sanders, and then Dylan Edwards. I think those three guys are all NFL players. That now defensively they were kind of a mess, right? And so I think mm-hmm. obviously when you're kind of rebuilding a roster, they say it's, it's typically if you got some skill players, if you got some difference makers, it's probably quicker and easier to rebuild your offense than it is your defense. Um, I, I think that defense will give up a lot of points. They just don't have a, the bodies up front. Um, but offensively, you know, if they can protect, you know, Sanders and move the ball, I think they're going to make it interesting. I still, you know, don't know if they're a, an eight-win team or not, but I, I do think they have some, some dynamic skill players. And, and the way they're recruiting, you know, I think their best teams are going to be probably two years from now when they can kind of get all their guys. The portal obviously makes, you know, a rebuild happen, you know, twice as fast. So, um, you know, maybe not there yet, especially defensively, but I think give it a year or two and, and, and then they might have something there. Of the, um, you know, the, of the of how many transfers came in to that program, the the win is still quite impressive versus TCU because TCU also benefited from the transfer portal this off season. Uh, after you know they probably lost some players, yes, due to graduation, moving on to the NFL, but that was a good TCU team last year. Now, how good they were um, would depend on who you ask. There was what four or five games in which they 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 eked out victories, maybe three one uh, one score games essentially that came down to the wire. How good was TCU last year? Do you think? I, I dude, I, I'm right there with you. I think they were obviously very good, and I'm not going to discount any team that played you know that schedule and, and made made a playoff. That's hard to do, right? Only four teams make the playoff, but if you really dissect each of those wins, I mean, you know. They could have easily, like you mentioned, they could have easily been a, a three, four loss team. You said as well, they lost a lot of players from last year's team, including a great quarterback, which, I mean, he kind of single handedly, you know, almost won a couple of those games. So uh, you kind of take, you know, it, it all in, in kind of a little more perspective. Um, that, that's why I, I'm not ready to, to jump on the bandwagon just yet. You know, I'm very curious. You know, I think Nebraska plays really good defense. They struggled offensively last week, but. I'm not going to be shocked if Nebraska goes in there and, and beats them. Uh, I think Nebraska is going to be really well coached. They they still have some players, and although it's not the Nebraska team that I grew up, you know, watching back in the '90s when you know they were kind of what Alabama is now. I, I'm not going to be surprised because I think that TCU game, you know, I think they were number 17 ranked in the country. I thought that was really really high for what they had returning from last season. Greg Biggins, 24/7 Sports here on ESPN. 960. Give me a synopsis of, uh, let's kind of transition over to BYU discussion. Um, what, what do you think about BYU's roster? When you look at it from a talent perspective, offensively, defensively, what do you see on this BYU roster? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously I'm probably not the, the closest to it as, as you guys are, but I've always felt like BYU, one of those few schools, just, you know, from when I first started off, you know, covering recruiting back in 95, 96, BYU's always been able to be a national brand and always recruit at a national level. And obviously they do a great job, you know, recruiting, the, you know, the Polynesian kids, which now I think you're seeing other schools do. And so always very tough, always very physical up front. You know, you, you, yeah, yeah, bring in, you know, always have a good quarterback in the room. Um, 
I think it's good. You know, I, I think this year's team looks looks really good. And I, I, I'm not going to try to speculate on, on a record, sure. but, you know, I just I like their style of play. I like their skill. I like their toughness. I like, like their physicality. I, I think they're in line for a pretty good season for sure. Greg, let's transition over to who they're trying to target right now. Weston Port, you caught up with him, four-star linebacker out of California. Really nice prospect. He's uh, He's got his official visits set. Uh, BYU's in the mix. He's, uh, he's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's LDS, but there are a lot of big-name schools right now on his list. Break down who's all uh, courting him right now. Yeah, no, everybody, basically. And, and just a, a small correction, because he's only a 2025. He's only a junior, so this is going to be an unofficial visit, not, not an official visit. Gotcha. He will take an official trip at some point, but... You know, it's kind of funny. I actually, I kind of, I didn't grill him, but I kind of asked. You know, obviously, he's really, really good friends with with Reiner Swanson, who's already committed to BYU, and and Reiner took those visits to Texas and Oregon, and I, you know, publicly, man, he had a he had us all guessing, and then after he committed, he kind of told me, he goes, hey, you know, just to have, I was always going to BYU, so I think he was kind of just, you know, he had fun with the process, and so I said, Weston, I go, are you are you really interested in some of these schools? Are you going to pull a Reiner and just kind of go through it, have fun? And then pick BYU. And he goes, no, no, no. He goes, don't get me wrong. I love BYU. I have family there. Um, I have family who went there, parents who went there. Um, but I, I really do like some of these other schools. He mentioned UCLA. He mentioned North Carolina. He loves Michigan. But obviously, BYU is the church school. And I think with a lot of these kids, and, you know, for me, again, when I first started, you know, one of the one of the guys that I, that I worked with that actually brought me into student sports, you know, he, he was kind of more – he was Mormon. And he kind of told me, hey, when you pick BYU – you're not just picking a school for football. I mean, you're potentially picking a life. You're, you're picking away a life. So that's why it's, it's the, the allure to go to BYU uh, for the LDS athletes is so much stronger than I think most people think. And so I think with a lot of these guys, you know, with Reiner, you know, it wasn't just BYU football or relationships. He's like, hey, you know, my family, my wife, my am I, I'm going to meet them at BYU. I have the same faith, and that, that's why it was so big for him. So I, but I, I do think Weston, I did, I took him at face value. I said, Weston, man, are you really interested? He goes, yeah. I guess I'm going to take all my trips. I'm sincerely open to all of these schools. And, um, so if I'm a Betty man, I'm still going to, I'm still going to, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'm still going to say BYU is probably the, the team to beat. But saying that, those other schools are definitely making him a high priority. Greg, can you kind of break down uh, what kind of player Weston is? Watching his film, he seems to play the edge very well, uh, a physical presence there, and also a guy that can play middle backer. What does he project to at the next level? And, and just describe him f- physically. Yeah, no, that, that's the hard part. I think he, he's kind of more of an edge rusher, um, but he's a little, I, I don't want to use the word sawed off. He's probably about six feet, six one. Um, I'll, I'll give him six one. So uh, he kind of plays a position as an edge rusher that's usually more of the guys that are six three, six four. So he's got kind of an inside linebacker body. Uh, I think he can probably transition to an inside linebacker at the college level. At the high school level, he's just dominant. You know, crazy motor. It's just motor that doesn't stop. Um, extremely tough, extremely physical, big-time weight room guy, just can bully and just manhandle high school kids. Um, great nose for the ball, very instinctive. Um, you know, loves to rush the quarterback, has a natural feel for that, but he plays the run. He's a guy that can run down plays from behind. He's a, he's a good athlete. So at the high school level, you know, shoot, let him kind of roam around and kind of freelance and do whatever he wants. But at the college level, I'd probably try to put him, you know, right there in that inside linebacker spot. Uh, you know, he, again, I, I think he's got the, uh, the football IQ you need um, to kind of call a defense. He's got the physicality you need to play in that box, and I think he's going to be a really, really good college player for sure. I want to ask you about Reiner Swanson. I've, lost, I've watched a lot of film throughout my years of BYU recruits. 
I can't think of any film I've enjoyed more than Ryder Swanson's <laughs> film. How good is this kid? And and, and is is that film accurate? Uh, just describing what kind of player he is and what what he can be. Hey, I, I would say trust your eyes, right? Trust your eyes. If if you see a guy who's out there running around and making plays, then that's 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 what he is. And you know, he's a funny kid. You, you talk to him, and I mean, he he's a total. You know, he he's he's a surfer, right? When you talk, I'm, I'm from Southern California, and so there's a certain kind of a lingo. And when you're talking to him, he kind of has almost like a, a Spicoli from Fast Times at Richmond High kind of vibe to him. But 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 I love that about him. And I don't think people people realize he's only been playing football for two years. He actually started off playing baseball, basketball, didn't play football until his sophomore year. So he's still learning. And um, I think his upside is extremely high. He's 6'4", 240. And we're big on the whole multi-sport background. You know, again, our rankings are an NFL draft projection. And we look at the tight ends that are drafted. It's all guys that played multi-sports. It's guys that were high-level basketball players or, or ran track. You want to see that functional athleticism, and I think he has that. And, I, you know, I, I've told people, I live in Huntington Beach, I surf. I'm like, dude, it, it, that's not, a, it's not an easy sport to do. And if you're 6'4", 240, man, it takes a highly coordinated athlete to be able to get on a surfboard and, and do what he does. So uh, that, that just scores even more points for me. So I definitely think, uh, you know, he's an elite prospect. He's an NFL guy. Um, been very, very productive the last two years. Huge junior season. I think he's a better athlete to give him credit for. He runs well. He's going to have a big senior season. He's got a really good quarterback, so he's going to put up, you know, I don't know, probably 60-plus catches, 1,000 yards. He'll have that kind of year, 10-plus touchdowns. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly when he's taking his mission. It might be right out of high school. But whenever he comes back, whenever he's playing, I think he's going to be a difference maker. Greg Biggins, 24-7 Sports here on ESPN 960, uh, recruiting the Cougars, the Cruton Cougars segment. Brought to you by Timpanogos Hiking Company, timpanogoshikingcompany.com. Mention ESPN 960 at the brick and mortar. You can get discounts up to 10% off. So, Greg, uh, going back to Weston, we've described him a little bit. Uh, do you do you foresee BYU being, at the end of it all, top five, top three? You know, is it, uh, you know, give, give us a, a kind of a breakdown of where you feel Weston will be leaning maybe in this process. Still early, as he's a 2025 recruit. I know 24/7 currently has uh, Ohio State warm. Uh, it, you know, it kind of uh, kind of warm in, in in his recruiting process, early on recruiting process. But give us a breakdown. Yeah, no, I mean, like like I said, I, I think BYU is going to be in, in, it, in it for the long haul. Um, you know, if you had a a gun to my head and I had to pick a school right now, it, it probably would be BYU. Again, it's it's the church school. He has so much family there. Um, you know, I, I just think it's he, he's comfortable. He's familiar, and shoot, I mean, he's playing for a defensive minded or could play for a defensive minded head coach. That's a big deal for him. It's it's a scheme yeah. I think he fits in. So, I, again, probably the other schools, um, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, if that's the warm choice or not for him right now. I, I would say probably more so North Carolina. Um, maybe more so Michigan, maybe more so UCLA, close to home. But I do like where BYU is at right now with him. Let me ask you this, Greg. I don't know if you ever have these conversations. I think I've asked Brandon Huffman about this before. I think the dream, the vision of all BYU fans is that if they could, if they could execute it, and and they they probably could. There's enough resources within them, you know, within the fan base that they could do this if they really want it, right? With name, image, and likeness. How good would a BYU football team be if they got all of the Latter-day Saint 
high-level <laughs> recruits to come to BYU. How good would that team yeah. be, like, year in and year out? I knew that's where you're going. That, that team would be really good. You know, that team would be really good. I've actually talked to Huff, and again, I don't know if you've, you've, you've spoken to our, our Utah guy, Blair Angulo, before. Yep. But, no, we've all had that kind of, you know, just for the fun conversation. I mean, um, that would be a, a dominant team. I mean, you, every year you, you, you see, you know, you'd have the quarterback. You, you'd have, like, a plenty of linemen. Um, you know, you, 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 there, there wouldn't be a position – that you'd be lacking if you were able to do that. And it's funny, I've had the same conversation with a buddy of mine who's a Notre Dame fan. You know, what if we got every Catholic club in the country to come to Notre it, The reality is it just doesn't happen. Um, obviously, I, I think BYU is a little more, more of the church tells it, more so than Notre Dame. But, uh, no, we, we've all had those private conversations. That'd, that'd probably be a top 10, top 15 team. That'd, that'd be kind of fun. It, it, I think it would be. I think you, you think of all the, the best Latter-day Saint recruits that have gone elsewhere. Um, and, they, they, and, and, and granted, you know, BYU isn't for everyone all the time, even if you are Latter-day Saint. Uh, but but it, it would be intriguing. I think with name, image, and likeness um, combined with you know being a part of the Power 4 structure now, at least for the next seven years, so name, image, and likeness, transfer portal, um, Power 4, and uh, maybe uh, an increase in resources coming to BYU – this could get really interesting for BYU. It could be like the, uh, as my co-host would loves to live in, he, it could be like the glory days of the 80s once again. Yeah, I, I think I think NIL definitely kind of creates a, a platform for teams to be more competitive. Now, saying that, you know, you look at the, the, the teams that I would consider like, you know, the, the big four or five, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, um, maybe Michigan, I guess, I, you know, it used to be clubs, so I can't put Clemson in there. You know, those teams still have such crazy resources that, you know, NIL is, is always going to be, you know, big for, for those particular schools. I think a lot of times, you know, kids want to play what they consider the, the big stage, which a lot of guys that I talk to still consider that in the SEC. You know, I'm talking to kids in, in Southern California that, that grew up USC fans. Obviously, you know, people out here still remember the glory days when USC was on top of football, and yet USC is still losing players to schools outside the region just because players want two things right now. Obviously, NIL is, is, is a factor, but they want to play on a big stage and they want to get to the NFL. And I think right now you look at the NFL draft and you look at see, you know, what schools produce the most players. Again, it's those schools. It's Ohio State, it's Michigan, it's Alabama, it's Georgia. So that, those schools are always going to be tough, but obviously, you know, kicker of the egg, if BYU can kind of create – Something where all of a sudden, you know, they're getting more players and they're getting more guys developed and they're getting more guys drafted. Now you're selling that. You have NIL. You have a power conference. Yeah, there's a lot to sell there for sure. Greg Biggins, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we need to put it together an all LDS team. (laughs) That would be kind of a fun thing to evaluate to just see how good, how deep. Uh, how talented that that squad would be. So, uh, Greg, uh, what's the best way to support you? What you guys do uh, there at twenty four seven? No, just twenty four seven sports dot com. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm not. I don't ever really throw throw it out there. But I'm just I'm just at Greg Biggins is the Twitter handle. And I already mentioned you know Blair and Huff. Obviously, they cover the Cougs very very uh, closely as well. So twenty four seven sports dot com and, and that's the that's where all the content is and then obviously we tweet a lot about our you know what's going on out west and I consider BYU obviously out west. Um so yeah that that's probably the best way. And a lot about the, the angels I've noticed. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to get back to you. I'll get back to you on that one. It's, uh, it's a little bit rough right now being an well, Angel fan. Well, you're well, you're talking to a diehard pottery fan, so I, I completely understand. <laughs> At least you guys have a, a farm system and a, and a team that looks like they have a future. I think we're, uh, yeah. Great, I'm, great. I'm at a lot of words with my squad. I'll leave it I at that. Know, I didn't know you were an Angels fan. That's cool. I grew up going to Angel oh. games. So who's your yeah, favorite no, Angel? Same. Who's your favorite Angel? I mean, right, I mean, right now I'm probably you know I'm a big Shohei Otani fan, and I, I don't sure. expect that to, to him to be an Angel for very very much longer. You know, <laughs> all time. You know, guys like Tim Salmon and Darren Erstad and Don yeah. Baylor going way back to the '70s. My parents had tickets, so. I'm surrounded by Dodger fans, so it's rough. It's it's rough for me right now. I could brag when we had the only World Series since you know for for the longest time, and then Dodgers won one a couple of years ago. Although I I always say, hey, there should be an asterisk. You only played like 50 games, so the, you know we're still 2002 was still the last time we won a full season World Series. So I still kind of throw that at them. But yeah, it's it's definitely tough to be an Angels fan right now when you're surrounded by Dodger fans who always seem to be winning and at least you know going somewhere in the playoffs and making the World Series and. And we're struggling to, to be a 500 team. So rough times for me. Love it, man. Well, we, we, we grew up going. We loved Wally Joyner. My dad went to school. Oh, yeah. Wally My World. Dad, yeah, Wally World. We'd sit there uh, next to the, the batter circles. We had pretty good tickets, pretty good seats that were handed down from uh, Grandpa to son, my dad, and uh, Bob Gritch, actually, he went to school with my dad there in Long Beach. So, uh, hey, a fellow uh, Angels fan and me, brother, so hopefully <laughs> we can turn it around. Love it. Love it. Yes, Pre- you and me both. Appreciate you, Greg. Thanks so much for All hopping right, guys. on with yep. us. Thanks for having me. You got it. Yes, sir. G-Man, your thoughts? My thoughts are the defensive recruiting is about to go way up. How can you be a Western Port, seeing that defense? Yeah, flying around, That's making a plays. Defense. BYU's defense hasn't been fun. Let's be honest. It's been. When was yeah, the last time it was fun for you? It's it's been a while. Is it 2016? That was a fun defense. It was a good defense. Yeah, I guess so. But but it, <laughs> it, BYU defense hasn't been associated with fun. And what's fun is aggressive, <laughs> right? That's how you're going to get top players. Yeah, I think BYU's gonna about to make some serious strides with defense recruiting. I don't yeah. think that's a hard call at all. I, I think it's a great call. That's my take. It's a fantastic take. I think it's an accurate take. I mean, you got to stay the course here. You can't get complacent. You got to continually be consistent in your preparation and your urgency. And I think that the the immediate effects of a great defensive performance like this is extremely validating for this defensive unit that has been wanting, yearning uh, for uh, for maybe new leadership. And that's okay. It's okay to move on. It's okay to move on. I think there were some good things that that, offense, or that defensive staff did. Look at the starters right now. Who did they bring in? Who did they recruit? I mean, this is these, these are their guys, most of them. Okay, yeah, Camden Garrett, Eddie Heckard. There's some transfers there. Jackson Cravens, Isaiah Banya. Yeah, there's some new faces there, but your core is still comprised of guys that were recruited by the former staff. Now, schematically, you may have not liked it, but they got them there. Okay, and you can say you can give them credit, or you can not give them credit. You say, well, it's BYU, and say they would have got them anyway. And I'm willing to hear that debate, but uh, I, I still think you got to give credit. Ben Bywater wasn't a highly recruited guy. It was a bit of a project play, was it not? Yeah. It's, and now he's one of your leading tacklers. Um, and, and one of your leaders there. Uh, real quick, before we uh, kind of wrap this up, I think one of my comments 
post-game, it was like immediately post-game, or even late in the game, I said, I'll say this much. The holes that L.J. Martin is running through, going back to the offensive side of the ball, is running through are much bigger than the holes that Aiden Robinson and Deion Smith were trying to run through. Furthermore, BYU is running power, bringing pullers, getting downhill in the second half. I haven't seen any pullers with Aiden Robinson mo- uh, in, mostly if not all zone. Now I went back, and there was definitely some opportunities, but the defensive front was doing some things in the first half that the uh, offensive line was trying to get acclimated to. And uh, you know, some of the sometimes these are twists, sometimes they're stunts, and uh, you, you have to acclimate. And you have a lot of different... Yes, you have experience on that offensive line, but remember, Kingsley was playing right tackle last year, and now he's playing left tackle. Connor Pay was starting at center, now he's playing guard. Paul Miley was on a different team playing center, now he's playing center for the Cougs. Waylon Lapua was playing uh, right guard, I think, for Utah State last year, now he's playing left guard for the Cougs. And Caleb Etienne was starting at left tackle for Oklahoma State last year, now he's playing right tackle. So you can see... The issue there, even though they're, they're trying to get up to speed. So I would slow your roll a little bit about calling out for, you know, firings of offensive line coaches right now, guys. We need to kind of, like, figure it out. Let's uh, slow our roll a little bit because you can look at the the best predictor of future success is, is, is past success. And PFF says that the last two years along the offensive line have actually been really good in both pass pro, especially in pass pro, and uh, in good and run run blocking as well we'll go to break we're live from modern missionary guys stop in say hello we'd love to see you we'd love to give you some deals on some great uh, menswear suits ties shirts pants slacks whatever you need travel accessories uh we got everything for you here at modern missionary we're making a brand change though so that everyone knows modernmissionary.com uh will soon be odeon's odeon menswear in October, so uh, we're expanding our massive suit line uh, from from missionaries to uh, you know anyone from five years old all the way up to all of you uh, uh, you you what do they call them the blue hairs? Does they call them the blue hairs? The, uh, the so everybody gets in on the action. So offering Utah's biggest variety of suits, slack shirts, ties, luggage, shoes, travel accessories, and more. Always preparing missionaries, but now preparing the men of the Wasatch Front to look good in their formal wear. All right, we're going to go to break. Don't go anywhere. More to get to on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, this is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Opponents and rivals right now in a Know the Foe segment on Cougar Sports with Ben Crittle. Welcome back. Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Crittle broadcasting live from Modern Missionary here in Draper, Utah. Stop in say hello. 20 for, 25% off all suits, 10% off everything in the store. Uh, get geared up. Get your men's attire today. Get your missionary prep, Modern Missionary, 219 East, 123 South. That's 219 East, 123 South. And also you can utilize the Criddle 20 coupon code, Criddle 20, Criddle 20, Criddle 20, for 20% off anything online. It is time to get to know the foe. We're going to get to know the Thunderbirds. That's right, the Thunderbirds uh, 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 you know, of Southern Utah University. Delane Fitzgerald, head coach, addressed the media earlier this week, and uh, so we'll get to know the foe and also get to know the foe through the voice of Kalani Satake as well. So stay tuned in this Know the Foe segment uh, that uh, that we're going to be breaking down. G-Man by my side, Gavin Lee on the social. we got Ronald Weaver the third behind the glass. Uh, G-Man, any thoughts, any takeaways as far on the show uh, you want to delve into before we get to know the foe? I think the offensive line discussion is interesting. I, I think a lot of fans are extremely upset with, with that. They're not seeing the progress they thought. Uh, you bring up a really good point about everyone playing the new position. Yes, they're experienced players. 
But it takes time, especially yep. in a zone blocking scheme where yep. where it's it's more read and all that. Where you, as opposed to just just running straight ahead and having to secure assignment. Yeah, that that that's another thing. I said before the game, there's going to be something that pops up that we weren't expecting. I think that's the thing. I think we were too comfortable with this offensive line. I think we were just resting a bit too much. Strength of the team, so talented, all that. Yeah, so talented, but playing new positions. I think it's become relevant that that's going to take some time. Yeah. But, again, I go back to this point. That's why you start with Sam Houston and SUU. It's a good thing. No doubt about it. This Know the Foe segment is going to be brought to you by Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. Go to rubiesin.com forward slash 960 if you want to get 20% off your stay at Bryce Canyon National Park, the wonder of the West. Hike, bike, razor, horseback ride through the hoodoos. I love the red rock formations jutting forth from, from the earth. That's right. Get into the hoodoos and explore uh, Bryce Canyon National Park. Head on over to rubiesin.com forward slash 960 to get the best deals. You can also stay at the RV park, get some deals there too. Ruby's Inn, rubiesin.com. G-Man, have you ever stayed at the Ruby's Inn? I have not. I have been to Bryce Canyon, though. It's fantastic. It's not crowded. That's no, the thing I like That's what I love about Ruby's about Inn. It. Yep. I mean, I, I love Zion National Park. I went there. But, man, it's like walking the Las Vegas Strip these days. Let's be honest. It is. Everyone's going there to take selfies and uh, Instagrams. It, it just ruins the whole experience. But Bryce Canyon is not like that. No, it's not. It's, you can still fantastic. really enjoy it uh, and, uh, and, and have a fantastic time with friends and family members. All right, let's get to know the foe head coach of the Southern University Utah Thunderbirds, the T-Birds coach. Tell us about the trip to ASU and the result from it. Um, coach, uh, tell us tell us a little oh. bit about our, our trip down to ASU, Arizona State University. Let's do a quick recap of Arizona State University versus uh, your SUU T-Birds. John, we don't, we don't have enough time on the show. To, uh, hey, <laughs> this is so many good parts. Hey, we flew down. On Wednesday, um, got got a subpar hotel for the night for for the coaches and the guys. Um, had, had one unnamed head coach that slept in a room with no air conditioning on Wednesday night. Um, but any, anyway, um, a bad night's sleep. We got up, um, walked through in meetings on Thursday, Thursday morning, Thursday at lunch. Uh, went went to the stadium, uh, played solid in the first half. Um, okay, we, we had a puncher's chance to win that game, John, and came out swinging, which is what our football program does. Um, but the young men fought and fought hard. Um, di- didn't quite do enough on offense to get more points. We needed more than seven points in the first half. And, and then on defense, our defense made four mistakes in, in the first half and, and three big ones that really, really cost us with the two long passes. And, and then the, um, the, the rough in the passer call at the end of the first half allowed them to score in the last play of the first half. We go in down 21-7, and, and all is fine. We know we're going to play for three straight hours. We're in a good position. Um, go in, make our halftime adjustments, offense, defense, special teams, get things the way we want them. Uh, the guys are in good spirits, and we're coming back out of the tunnel for the second half, and lightning hits right in front of us. And I'm sure it was a Crack. I'm sure it was a mile, mile and a half away, but it looked like 150 feet. Um, one of those that made your ears are ringing. So we, before the officials told us that we were postponed, we turned and sent the guys back in because we weren't going outside in that. Um, went in and sat for a long, long time. John, um, every week something around here happens that I've never seen before, and I, I'm going to say this: this happened on Thursday night, and it's never going to happen again in my career. We were in the locker room so long that we ordered delivery. We had to find something that was open, you know, at 11 p.m. <laughs> on a right. Thursday night. I found a mom and pop sandwich shop and got the guys cold cuts and 
uh, chocolate chip cookies and potato <laughs> chips, and we wow. sat in the locker room and pigged out. But we were in the locker room for um, two hours and 20 minutes, long, long time. John came out in the second half ready to play. Uh, we came out ready to play. Arizona State was um, not interested in playing. Um, they, they had asked us a couple times during the break if we would go home, um, if we'd take the loss and go home, no chance. Um, they even offered us at the end of the half if we would um, – shorten the quarters so that the game would be over before 2.30 a.m., no chance. Um, we, we told them, we actually told them we would shorten the quarters if they would switch the scores with us. Yes. Instead of us being down 21-7, put us up 21-7, and let's play, hey, let's play two two-minute quarters. That'd be just fine with us. Uh-huh. Um, they didn't go for it, though. They didn't even think I was funny when I said it. Um, but, but they, they wanted, they wanted out of there. We, um, we, we offered to go to a hotel th- Thursday night and come back and play them at 9 a.m. in the morning. They didn't want to go for that either. Um, we told them we'd come back and play them in a full game. No, 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 no dice there. Anyhow, um, came out in the second half and, and played well. Um, did, did, did some good things on offense, did some good things on defense. Uh, third down conversions in the second half really, really bit us, um, not being able to convert on third down on offense. And then our, our defense letting their offense convert um, five out of six third downs in the fourth quarter um, really set us back. But the guys just fought so hard and just kept playing. And if we had a bad play, we teed it up and played the next play, learned from it and played the next play. Um, the block punt and returning that punt for a touchdown, it really helped us. Um, John, here here's the Division One statistic in Division One football. If you block a kick and score on it, you win seventy eight percent of the time. Mm. So that means twenty two percent do that and lose. And we were the twenty two percent on Thursday night, and it was unfortunate. Um, John, we like our football program. Uh, we like our football team. We like our players. Our coaching staff is really fond of our players. We're going to take Thursday night, as George Ramirez, as our guest last week, said. We're going to take Thursday night and learn from it and build off of it, and we're going to be better going forward. So, number one, this guy's dynamic. I can understand why you hired him. Oh, yeah. L- love his personality already. Love how he communicates. You can tell how his, his players have rallied around him. They've, they improved significantly from two years ago to, to last year. They won football games. Uh, they have a different culture there. They have some really good football players. I'll give you an example. Braden Whistler. I loved Braden Whistler out of high school. Loved him out of Bingham. Had some injuries, went to Utah, walked on. Uh, ended up down at SU as one of their their star running backs. You know who else is a running back at SU? Targi Lampson, a former BYU recruit. Ended up at Snow, was really good at Snow, now he's at SUU. So they got some guys that BYU actually wanted once upon a time, maybe one as a PWO, and one as, you know, at one point had a scholarship to BYU at a Timview. So you can see that there's some talent there. And then when you get a good coach to extract the talent and create good infrastructure and culture and uh, standard operating procedures and, and organizational design, some good things are happening. They took ASU to the wire. I know ASU's in a rebuild year, but there's no way that that any any team should be able to take ASU to the wire with being in, in, in the heart of Phoenix with the, the talent that's in the state of Arizona. Like and then they're in this upheaval. I don't even care if it's in a rebuild mode. Like that shouldn't have happened, but it's happening right now because Delane Fitzgerald. I'm, I was I, I really enjoyed just hearing from him break it down the game, talking about order and takeout at eleven o'clock at night after a rain delay, thunder thunderstorm delay. Are you kidding me? The monsoons are real down in Arizona. By by the way, in uh, late August, early September. G man, your thoughts. All indications point to this SUU BYU game to being a lot like the BYU Sam Houston State game. 
Seriously, all indications indicate that. You, you look at an offense, 226 yards total offense against Arizona State. I'm not. You can't convince me that yeah. Arizona State's better than BYU defensively. I, I I don't believe that. Sure. To me, that's the standard. I want this as a question: Does BYU hold ASU, as Southern Utah to more or less than 225 yards? I'm going less. Mm-hmm. I think this defense is real. I think they're confident. I think they're aggressive. I think they're going to jump on SUU and they're going to put forth that performance again. It's going to be all on that that offense. And when mm-hmm. you tell me. How pretty SUU is to BYU's offensive system. That gives me some pause. It yeah. gives me a lot of pause. But I think the biggest single progression you're going to see on this BYU team is with that offensive line. I think that offensive line is going to figure a lot of things out. I think they're embarrassed. I think they're upset. They're way too good of players. They're going to put this thing together. And I think that run game is going to respond. I think Aiden Robbins is going to have a big, big game against SUU. I like it. I like the take. Let's uh, move on. Getting to know the foe, Delane Fitzgerald, Thunderbirds coaches show uh and head coach what can we expect uh this week how do you do the t-birds match up with the BYU cougars what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission at u.s customs and border protection we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Our size, our budget. Sure. Um, and the famous words of. Of Oliver Luck, who made this schedule? Yeah, oh my. In, anywho, um, we're, we're going to make the trip up there on Friday. We're, we're, we're going to play on Saturday. Kick off at one p.m. We'll play as hard as we can possibly play. BYU is a good football program, uh, marginally better than the Arizona State program that we played last week. Yeah, uh, we will as as the week goes on. We'll get more and more excited and, and tuned up to play everybody around here and you know the BYU alumni is in a little bit of a panic because of how they played on Saturday night I would not expect we don't expect that same team to show up against us on Saturday they'll they have good football coaches and they'll off their offensive coaches will go in and fix their ills on offense this week and they'll come out and play better the transfer quarterback will play better and then defensively they played very well on Saturday night we expect the same thing uh, they're good they're good at the corner position that they're good at every Every single position but but they stand out at the corner position their linebackers are really really productive and then they've got a defensive end that we're going to have to double team on most plays or we're just not going to block him and then you turn around and their kicking game their their punter he's an extension their punter was an extension of their good their good defense on saturday night and he did a nice job yeah and then it's a punt and kick returner position you know that they've got the little fellow who's from down in st george Hobbs nyberg yep he does a nice job for them and if you kick it to him and you don't cover like you're supposed to he makes you pay yeah there you go delane fitzgerald any thoughts any comments any follow-up g-man how about going to the punter how good is ryan rico you don't hear coaches talk about punting games 
in preparation for an opponent. Yeah, he's good. But Ryan Rico, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm actually going to put in a request right now. I'm going to send off a text and email. Um, uh, Ronald, do you think you could find a little Rico Suave for Please. me? Please. Yeah, let's. I, I need that in my life right now. It. It. Look, for for you, it's songs of the '80s that makes you happy. For me, it's the songs of the '90s. That's what makes me happy. It just. It gets me going. Puts a smile on my face. Gets me moving around. You know, it's like uh, on Forrest Gump. You know, I started shaking, moving my feet and shaking my hips. That's that's what I start to do when I hear this Rico Suave song. I could just see a, a young criddle standing in front of the MTV imitating the Rico Suave mix. Look, fourth down. You know you did that. Fourth downs are not something to celebrate. But I guarantee you, on fourth down, if you play this music when Ryan Rico's when he's running onto the football field, everyone's going to be dancing like oh, yeah. <laughs> It would be a fantastic <laughs> Please, please, just just let us play Rico Suave on fourth down whenever Ryan Rico's coming on to punt. Please, or at least when he pins the opponent inside the the, the yeah no 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 line. when he's coming on uh, when he's coming you on to the when field. He's coming on. I wonder when he's coming on, but after the fact, after he pins him in the twenty, pins him in the ten, you do a reprise. You do a reprise. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna go. It's gonna be. It's gonna go off. I want it. I, I'm totally down All with right. that. I'm making a call at the break. Instead, um, instead they play freaking Bon Jovi and they can't give me Rico Suave. Come, I mean, really? On, that, stop. Look, I don't know what he's saying. Um, I don't know what that. I don't. Do you know the lyrics no, to the Rico Suave song? It could be inappropriate. <laughs> so we're gonna have to do some vetting here. Anyway, Delane Fitzgerald. I'm gonna put in a request though, just so everyone knows, and I hope everyone's on board with this. Delane Fitzgerald. Any thoughts on how the game could go this Saturday versus the Cougs? John, they're a lot better than Arizona State. If they play Arizona State this Saturday, they beat them twenty-eight to nothing, thirty-five to yeah. seven. A lot, lot better football program than Arizona State, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah, we, we have to improve, and we have to improve immensely this week. And then we have to go up there and play, and not go up there and be fans. Yeah, you know, the, the Utah kids can't go That's up there all wide and throw, throw your cameras out when you walk in the stadium for the walkthrough, and you're filming the stadium and all that other nonsense. We have to act like we've that. been there before, and it starts. It, it started on. Saturday, but we have to act like we're playing grown man football and we're, we're playing adult football. But we have to act like that in every asset, every aspect of what we do this week. I like Delane Fitzgerald. That is some straight candor. I like Delane Fitzgerald. I like him a lot. I, I, I mean, I, I love his breakdown. Like, put your phones away. Don't, don't be fans. Don't be walking into the stadium taking pictures. There's no time for that. This is big boy football. This is grown man football. Treat it like a profession. Treat it like you, you care. Treat it like this is uh, this is how you're going to eat the next day. You got to earn it. You got to earn uh, everything that you and you got to respect the game, no doubt. So I, I like me some Delane Fitzgerald. I love. I like Delane a lot. This is a this is a good hire for SEU. Seems I haven't like heard a him before. Fun guy to just interview, sit back with. Get some off-the-record stuff. That's why he strikes me out. <laughs> you like the off-the-record oh, yeah. stuff, don't you? Love that. Yes, indeed you do. Uh, going back to Kalani uh, and getting to know the foe, uh, let's get to it. I think his opening statement 
from earlier this week regarding SUU. Uh, we're going to get to that momentarily. Let me know when you're ready. Uh, Ronald Weaver the third, just to get to know the foe a little bit better. The SUU Thunderbirds. Have you taken a look at SUU's roster yet, G-Man? There's some good connections there. These are There's a lot of local products that you're probably familiar with having covered a lot of preps. Pull it up, and then we'll, we'll get to it here momentarily. Kalani Sotake, opening statement on SUU earlier this week. I'm really excited about uh, week two. Uh, we're sitting at 1-0 and and uh, feeling good about it. Obviously, there's some, uh, some uh, performance that we wish we could have back, uh, but uh, definitely some learning moments for our team and uh, specifically for our offense. Uh, but learning moments for all three phases, for special teams, offense, and defense. Um, happy that we got the win. That's, that's the f- first and foremost, that's the, mo- that's the most important goal. Um, but I'm also happy with a lot of the performance that we saw from the individual players. Uh, obviously, we'd like to see more points on the board, and uh, we'd like to have more PATs rather than punts. Um, but uh, when you know, th- looking at it from from uh, being able to watch it and evaluate film, and um, you know, talk to the coaches and players, uh, very fixable things where we can be in a better position to have more success in all three phases and uh, we feel like uh, the, when, the, the, the mistakes the miscues and, and not to be able to take advantage of opportunities uh, were costly but uh, things are very fixable uh, usually when things like this happen in, in the week one there's a lot of unknowns we know a little bit more now and uh, things that we can focus on to help us will be very fixable things that uh, dealing with uh, ex- execution, um, assignment, sound football, um, mistakes like drive-killing penalties and things like that, uh, we can really fix. And so looking forward to this week. We've seen our guys perform better um, as a team. So it's not like we're completely happy with two phases and upset with one. All three phases are looking to improve, and we need to make that big jump of improvement from week one to week two. We're really looking forward to the prep this week. So I'll take any questions that you guys have. But before that, I'll mention that we are playing Southern Utah uh, this weekend. Uh, well-coached team. Coach Fitzgerald does a great job. They're really tough. Um, we've seen uh, he's been there for a while. We've had, we've had um, uh, you know, one of our analysts that was a offensive coordinator there so they're very familiar with our scheme we had we know that there's a uh, players that have left us that have been in the, on, on that team on the defensive side as well so really familiar with them being an in-state team seeing them play quite a bit and watch them against Arizona State play a close game with them and uh, you know losing a close one 24-21 so definitely have our uh, have our attention a lot of respect for them I coach down there so my oldest child was born in Cedar City so um, we have a lot of fond memories of the T-Bird program and looking forward to them being up here in Lavelle Edwards Stadium and just uh, looking forward to the matchup, looking forward to the opportunity for us to play again. And I uh, just really want to uh, compliment our the, the Rock, our student section, and the rest of Cougar Nation that were in the stadium, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, for a lot of our newcomers, the, the, the electricity and the energy was definite, uh, was uh is a, a definite a positive for us. I know uh, uh, Jay Hills mentioned it before that it was he, he didn't realize how much of an advantage it is. So having them there, uh, the fans there with so much energy, we appreciate them. We're looking forward to getting even more electrifying with uh, more performance in all three phases. So hopefully we can get that done this weekend. So thank you. 
There you go. That's Kalani's breakdown of SUU. Uh, any thoughts there, G-Man? Well, you gave me an assignment to look over SUU's roster, and outside of Targi Lamson, who I knew really well, I thought was right there mm-hmm. to be scholarship worthy for an FBS program. Yeah, watch out for him. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's got some stuff. Yeah, Braden Whistler was obviously outstanding. Really tragic. I think he tore his ACL. Multiple ACLs. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know he was still playing. I I'm very happy about that. I, I like Braden Whistler a lot. I'll be cheering for him. I want him to have success against BYU. I'm sorry, BYU fans. I do. I like Braden Whistler that much. But yeah, I uh, well, what I like about this game is is BYU's not going to be overlooked. And you thought that BYU might be overlooking SU. No, sir. Yeah, not going to happen. BYU's going to be focused, nose to the grindstone. I think you're going to see a at least lot you of hope. They will. Come on. You hope. You know the pride cycle's real. Real. Yeah, and they're down on that pride cycle. You hope so, right? Uh, Kalani, you mentioned how good this SUU team was last week. How important is it for this team to take those steps and get back to those basics as you prepare for Saturday? Oh yeah, it. it, it, it. Seeing that on film against against um, Arizona State, um, it was it was good for us as coaches and players to see how how tough they played and how talented they were and how they held held their own. So um, that was uh, revealing to us. And for me, it's 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 nice because I, I you know I the film can't lie, and so our guys see it on film. They know that they have to be they have to be better, and um, the sense of urgency is it's going to. It's, it, for some reason, it just seems like there's a little bit more. Uh, it's moving a little bit more rapidly than before, and that's a huge compliment to uh, Southern Utah and what they did last week. And I know they're prepared. They're they're really familiar with what we do on offense and defense. And so uh, it's it's not a lot of uh, secrets here. Other than we just need to play fundamentally sound and and uh, get the, get to this game this weekend and improve in all three phases, and then we'll see what happens. There you go. That's Kalani on the SUU T-Birds, the Thunderbirds. And that's your Know the Foe segment. Great segment to getting to Know the Foe there. Appreciate uh, Ronald getting those sound clips ready for us. Uh, We are live from the Modern Missionary here in Draper, Utah. If you want 25% off today, uh, your suits, uh, you can come on in and mention ESPN 960, and you get 25, 25% off suits. Also, 10% off everything in the store if you mention ESPN 960 as well. We're located at 219 East, 123 South in Draper, Utah, the Suite I-2. That's I-2 here in Utah. G-Man by my side. More to get to. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we still got a ton of news and notes getting into this, and I want to answer some of the questions that Cougar fans have Uh, Coming up next, this is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.